your Locked on the New York Rangers, your daily podcast on the New York Rangers. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back, Blue Shirts fans, to episode number 445 of the Locked On New York Rangers podcast. I'm your host, John Chick. Thank you guys so much for making Locked On New York Rangers your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms. That song you are hearing right now is, of course, Leave the Lights On from our good friends in Pacifier. You can check those guys out anywhere you get your music. And we got a lot to do today. I wanted to conclude our fun-filled off-season series here where we basically just take a look at every single player that we project to make the New York Rangers opening night roster. And we just discuss the best and worst-case scenarios for every single one of those players. And today we're going to be wrapping up with the two goalies that will be on the roster to start the season, Igor Shesterkin and Alex Georgiev. We will also talk about the final member of the Rangers 2021 NHL draft class, which is defenseman Hank Kemp. We've talked about every other player that the Rangers drafted in a previous episode. We've kind of been taking our time with this throughout the offseason, and we're going to wrap that up today as well, once again talking about defenseman Hank Kempf, who the Rangers selected in the seventh round. And we will also talk a little bit about the Rangers' current roster situation. They have 25 players remaining on the roster. They got to get it down to 23 before the season starts, and obviously then on opening night, you'll have 20 guys dressed and three guys as healthy scratches watching from the box. But like I said, let's start with our best and worst case scenario, and we will start with Igor Shesterkin, given that it certainly seems like he is going to be the Rangers starter for the majority of the games this season. I think in a worst case scenario for Igor, and once again, we'll start with the worst case, work our way to the best case. It's always more fun to do that, and with, you know, some positives and be Generally, glass half full here on Locked On New York Rangers. But in a worst case for Igor Shesterkin, I would say it's probably a situation where he may just not quite live up to the contract, at least in the early goings. You know, he signed a big four-year extension this offseason, so expectations among the team itself, the Ranger franchise, and the fans are understandably going to be very, very high here. The Rangers have been very, very high on Igor Shesterkin ever since they drafted him. He put up just crazy numbers basically everywhere he's been throughout his hockey career and has put up very solid NHL numbers as well. Look, the Rangers took a risk here. They signed somebody who had not played a crazy amount of NHL games, just 48 to be exact, but to me, it was a calculated risk and one that I believe was worth taking. Again, they are very, very confident that Igor Shesterkin is going to be the franchise goalie moving forward, and they paid him as such. And it's also worth mentioning that if you wait and you wait and you wait to, you know, kind of see what Igor Shesterkin can do and, and kind of uh, get some good seasons under his belt, then there's a very good chance that if, if you wait to sign an extension, get him signed to an extension, that you're going to end up paying more for him in the long run. That's sort of what happened with Henrik Lundqvist. Now, with Henrik Lundqvist, it was a little bit different because obviously they took him in the seventh round. They didn't have any massive plans for the King when they initially took him. I mean, he wasn't even called the King at that point, but obviously we saw what he did uh, against all odds, the seventh round draft pick becoming a franchise icon. But by waiting so long, it ended up costing the Rangers more in the long term. By dangling this contract, this four-year extension in front of Igor Shesterkin. Keep in mind, Igor Shesterkin, just 25 years old, and you're offering him a four-year deal worth a total of $22.66666 million per season, or not per season, but the entirety of the contract. Uh, Going to be very, very hard for a 25-year-old to say no to that kind of money. So 
calculated risk by the Rangers offering him this contract? Yes, but is it a risk worth taking? I also say yes to that. But if Igor Shesterkin were to stumble out of the starting blocks this season and really not play some great hockey and not only not be the reason why the Rangers win games, but maybe even be the reason why the Rangers drop a couple of games early in the season, if he doesn't have the look of a franchise goalie, if he ends up ceding any playoff time to Alex Georgiev or anybody else, then we all know how this goes, don't we? I mean, all the analysts and all the fans, they're going to be coming out of the woodwork and Oh, you know, the, the Rangers, they, they really overextended themselves. They reached for a goalie with an unproven track record. What are you doing making this kind of a commitment to somebody who's only played 48 career NHL games? And to be fair, there might be people who are already saying that. Some listeners may not be 100% sold on Igor Shesterkin being the man going forward. But again, I do think it is a risk worth taking. You get your franchise goalie locked up. You need to have a good goalie if you're going to go far uh, come Stanley Cup playoff time. And again... A little bit of a gamble on the part of the Rangers. So in a worst case scenario, the gamble, I guess, just doesn't pay off or does not pay immediate dividends this season. But with all that said, I do think it was a gamble worth taking. And I think something else in a worst case scenario, you know, going into this whole project when I announced that we were going to be doing our best case and worst case scenarios for the second consecutive offseason here, and we would just kind of take our time going through the entire Ranger roster, something that I mentioned right from the top is that we weren't going to waste our time talking about injuries in a worst case scenario because any player in any sport, the worst thing that can possibly happen to them is they suffer some kind of an injury and they're lost for the entire season or a big chunk of the season or whatever it might be. But with Igor Shesterkin, I feel compelled to talk about the injuries at least a little bit because he has had more than his fair share of injuries since coming into the league here. A lot of lower body injuries. He had an incident in a game against the Devils this past season where it was a non-contact injury and he basically just collapsed to the ice. The Devils were coming in hard on the rush. He had to move quickly to his right and he just fell down. Uh, the Rangers had that game well in hand and it was late in the third period. So Alex Georgiev came in and finished the game. But Igor Shesterkin missed three weeks. It was exactly three weeks, I believe, to the day that Igor Shesterkin missed. And obviously the Rangers were in a situation where they were on the outside of the playoff picture looking in. Wasn't an ideal time to lose your starting goalie. It's never an ideal time, but that was especially uh, problematic for the Rangers when that happened. And Igor Shesterkin had to be helped off the ice, couldn't put any weight on his leg as he was leaving. The good news is, once again, it wasn't nearly as bad as it could have been. He missed three weeks, got back in there, and played pretty solid down the stretch. But that wasn't the only injury. The season before that, he had a minor ankle injury that cost him three games. And then he also missed the first two games of the qualifying round against the Carolina Hurricanes during the return to play in that crazy 2014 playoff tournament. He had a groin injury at that time. So, and I'm not going to count the car accident injury. I mean, that's a car accident. It has nothing to do with hockey. He was in a car with Pavel Buchnevich. And by all accounts, it sounds like neither one of them did anything wrong at all. So there's no reason to kind of rehash that. Again, I'm not going to count that against Igor Shesterkin. But there have been some other injuries that have cost him some games. And you just got to keep your fingers crossed if you're the Rangers or a fan of this team, as I assume most of you are, that that does not continue to be an issue for Igor Sisterkin moving forward. If he has a minor injury this year, misses a couple of games, fine. But we don't want to see him missing big chunks. You know, we don't want to see him missing three weeks at a time as he did last year. And we don't want to see him be unavailable for a playoff game or a couple of playoff games as he was during the return to play situation uh, two years ago. So... That's pretty much it for the worst case. We will get into the fun stuff, the best case scenario for Igor Shesterkin in just a second here. But first, I just wanted to let you guys know that today's episode of Locked On New York Rangers is brought to you by Get Upside. This is John Chick with an incredible app for everyone who buys gas that needs to know about. Get Upside. My listeners are making up to 25 cents for every gallon of gas every time they fill up. 
Just download the free GetUpside app in the App Store or Google Play right now. Use promo code HOCKEY and get a bonus $0.25 per gallon on your first fill-up. That's up to $0.50 cash back. Don't pay full price at the pump anymore. Get cash back using GetUpside. Just download the app for free and use promo code HOCKEY to get up to $0.50 a gallon cash back on your first tank. Some people who drive a lot are making as much as two to $300 a month in cash back and there's no catch. The cash back gets added right to your account. You can cash out anytime to your bank account, PayPal, or an e-gift card for Amazon and other brands. Just download the free GetUpside app and use promo code HOCKEY to get up to $0.50 cents a gallon cash back on your first tank. That's code HOCKEY. All right, so let's go ahead and continue with our best-case scenario for Eeyore Shesterkin. But first, I just wanted to thank you guys once again for making Lockdown New York Rangers your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms. And I think as far as best-case, we at the very least get more of the same for Igor Shesterkin. In his career over these past two seasons, he has appeared in 47 regular season games, 43 starts, a record of 26-16-3, a goals against average of 259, save percentage of 921, and two shutouts. So very, very good numbers across the board for Igor Shesterkin. And again, in a best-case scenario, he at least stays on par with those career stats or even builds on them. There's plenty of optimism and plenty of reason to think that he could be even better this season than he's been over his first two NHL seasons. you got to figure there's always going to be a little bit of growing pains, always going to be a little bit of an adjustment period, getting your feet wet at the NHL. And those numbers, as good as they are, they pale in comparison to what he's done uh, for his brief time with the Hartford Wolfpack in the AHL and also what he did in the KHL. Just ridiculous video game-like numbers. I don't think they'll ever get to that level again, but could Igor Shesterkin, in a best-case scenario, get a goals against average that's just above two and maybe a state percentage that's even better than 921? Yeah, I think that's certainly possible uh, in the long-term future and perhaps as soon as this season for Igor Shesterkin. I think also in a best-case scenario, we start to realize this year that Igor Shesterkin is not one of but the absolute steals of the 2014 NHL draft. And the reason I bring this up is because Igor Shesterkin was a fourth rounder. Now, that's not super late in the NHL draft, but there are plenty of fourth rounders who don't really amount to much of anything. And obviously, Igor Shesterkin has already exceeded that. I mean, he's already in the NHL. He's already playing good hockey in this league. But I think it is worth mentioning. It's something that I've alluded to before and talked about briefly in previous episodes, probably like 100 episodes ago or something. So I, I think it's fair game to bring it up again here. But there were 13 goalies taken ahead of Igor Shesterkin in the 2014 NHL draft. And of those 13, I don't think you would want any of them over Igor Shesterkin. Now, there are some good goalies. There's some guys that have made their NHL debuts and are off to, you know, decent to good starts. You know, you got Alex Angelkovich. You've got Vitek Vanacek. You've got Thatcher Demko. Uh, there's a few other guys that you've at least probably heard of, but I wouldn't give any of them up for Igor Shesterkin. And frankly, I don't think anybody else would either. There's nobody that's off to a better start, I would say, in their NHL career than Igor Shesterkin. Najelkovich is the one you could at least make a case for, but he's played even fewer games than Igor Shesterkin. So uh, I wouldn't jump the gun there and, you know, crown Alex Najelkovich, uh, you know, a better goalie than Igor Shesterkin. And Najelkovich was drafted ahead of Igor anyway. So I think very, very good chance that Igor becomes the absolute steal, not just at the goalie position, but in general general in the 2014 NHL draft, and we, in a best case, get proof of that and confirmation of that as soon as, you know, midway through this upcoming season here. I think in a best case, Igor is in the mix for a Vesna and maybe even wins it. It is certainly possible in a best case scenario. I would not look at him as the favorite to win the Vesna going into this season, but I'll put it this way for you guys. How many goalies that are in the NHL right now do we know for sure are definitely better than Igor Shesterkin? 
I think you would probably have to say Andre Vasilevsky. He's been kind of the gold standard for goalies over the past few years here, and he's won the Stanley Cup in the past two seasons. I would say probably Connor Hellebuck for the Winnipeg Jets. He's about six years into his NHL career and has really gotten off to a heck of a start. Somebody that I don't think necessarily gets his due. But is there really anybody else? I mean, I know Mark andre Fleury just won the Vezina this past season, which obviously goes to the best goalie in the league, but he is about to turn 37, and he just went from one of the better teams in the NHL, probably at least a top-five team in the Vegas Golden Knights, to what is probably a bottom-half NHL team in the Chicago Blackhawks. Uh, you've got Robin Leonard. I've never really been a Leonard guy. He's got his own saga going on with the NHL right now. I would say check out Locked on NHL or Locked on Knights if you want the latest on that. We're obviously not going to get into that into too much detail uh, right here, right now, because we're talking about Igor. But I mean, other goalies, you know, Varlamov, Freddie Anderson, Darcy Kemper, all great goalies. I can't say for certain that any of them will be better than Igor going into this season. And I think long-term, Igor has more upside than any of those guys that I just mentioned. So Igor, 100%, he could be the goalie to build around. You know, if you were an NHL GM and you were in charge of a franchise and you could have one goalie in this league to really build around, you'd probably say Andre Vasilevsky first, but I think Igor Shesterkin could be as soon as the second goalie picked for, for a GM in that spot. If you could just wave a magic wand and have any goalie in this league to build around, I think uh, Igor could be your guy. I think also in a best-case scenario, we see some situations this season where Igor Shesterkin kind of bails out his teammates. The Rangers, once again, will be the youngest or at least one of the youngest teams in the NHL, and they are especially young at defense. And Patrick Nemeth is 29 years old. He's the oldest. Jacob Truba is the second oldest at 27. Uh, I believe Jared Tenorti is 29, but I don't expect him to be in the lineup every single night. But everybody else is 23 years old or younger. So mistakes are going to happen from time to time. A turnover, a bad pass, a failure to clear the zone, whatever it might be. Can Igor be that X factor? And the reason why not a high percentage of these mistakes ultimately turn into goals against the Rangers. I think he can, and if the Rangers are going to be in a situation where they exceed expectations this season, and they're going to be a force when the playoffs roll around and maybe upset a team or two in the postseason tournament, then Igor is going to have to be. He's going to have to be that X factor, and he's going to have to be able to uh, pick up his teammates at least every now and then. And this kind of leads me into my next point. The Rangers not only make the playoffs, which we've said should be a goal and should be an expectation for this team this season— but they actually go on to surprise some teams. They maybe score a first-round upset, whatever it might be, and they do so on the back of really, really strong play from Igor Shesterkin. I know there's kind of this emerging narrative where a lot of analysts, a lot of fans are starting to think that goalies really aren't that important, or at least not as important as they used to be. I'm not buying it. To me, goalies will always be the ultimate X factor come playoff time because a great goalie can lead a very average team to a heck of a run in the Stanley Cup playoffs. We just saw that with Carey Price this past season. So, yeah, I mean, I think it's just a tremendously important position, and there could be a situation where the Raiders get into the playoffs and they're going up a really tough team, but they've got the edge in goalie if Igor Shesterkin continues to develop and continues to play the great hockey that we are going to be expecting him to play this season. He could really be a difference maker come playoff time. Of course, the Rangers have to get in first, but once they do, uh, they could have an edge between the pipes with Igor Shesterkin. And I think also in a best case for Igor, he has a career best in shutouts because he's only got two for his career. They were both last season, and he's had 44 career starts, so just two shutouts does seem a little bit low for him, especially when you consider uh, the very impressive numbers that he's put up, 
but I think he eclipses his previous career high of two shutouts and does so pretty easily in this upcoming season, especially given the fact that the Rangers are going to be playing 82 games rather than just 56 as they did this past season. But we will keep things rolling in just a second here. We'll get into the best and worst case scenarios for Mr. Alex Georgiev, who in all likelihood will enter the season as the Ranger backup goalie. But first, I just wanted to let you guys know that today's episode of Locked On New York Rangers is brought to you by Bilt Bar. Did you know that Built Bar has so many delicious flavors? There is something for everyone. When you talk to a Built Bar fan, they're definitely passionate about their favorites. If you don't know the Built Bar flavors, well, you're missing out. You got coconut, cherry barcia, raspberry, mint brownie, double chocolate, salted caramel, strawberry, orange, cookies and cream, and German chocolate. You know what my favorite flavor is? It's mint brownie because brownies are awesome and these are actually healthy. If you haven't tried all the flavors, you can get a mix box where you get two of each of the nine flavors. Not only are Built Bar flavors the best tasting, but they are healthy too. 17 to 18 grams of protein, calories ranging from 130 to 180, only 4 to 5 grams of sugar, and only 4 to 5 grams of net carbs. Go to Built.com and use promo code LOCKED15 and you'll get 15% off your order. Use promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at Built.com. Today's episode of Locked On New York Rangers is also brought to you by Bet Online. We are back and better than ever. All eyes are on the gridiron as teams are back for another football season. As always, Bet Online is your number one spot for all the pro and college football action this season. With a new updated site and interface, even more odds, props, and contests, Bet Online continues to be the number one source for everything football. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Don't forget to use our promo code Locked On to receive your bonus. From football, basketball, boxing, right to your favorite Vegas casino games, don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet all your favorite sports. Bet online, where the game starts. All right, so we'll keep things rolling here by talking about best and worst case scenarios for Alex Georgiev. We obviously talked for quite a while about Igor Shosturkin, but I think rightfully so. Obviously, the Rangers are hoping that he turns into the franchise goalie, and this team has quite a bit riding on Igor Shosturkin. But to talk about Alex Georgiev, we'll start with the worst case scenario. I think in a worst case scenario, he just isn't really that good this season. I know that's kind of vague, but, you know, I do think Alex Georgiev is a fairly solid backup in this league. But his career numbers, I got to be honest, guys, they don't exactly jump off the page. And even with the eye test, I've only ever really seen Alex Georgiev as a really solid backup. I don't see him as a true bonafide starting goalie, franchise goalie in this league, the way that it seems like certain other analysts and certain other fans seem to. I think there's at least some people out there that believe that the Rangers could get a decent amount uh, for Alex Georgiev in a trade. And if that's the case, then I, I welcome a trade because, you know, it's a situation where the Rangers might be able to get more for him than maybe they should be able to. But again, you look at his career numbers, 96 games. So not a huge sample size, but certainly not a small one either. And in that time, he is 43, 38, and 9. So, you know, you combine the, the losses together. He's basically 43 and 47. He's got a goals against average of almost three, 2.95 to be exact. He's got a 9-12 save percentage and six shutouts. So again, these numbers don't really jump off the page. I think in a worst case scenario, like I was saying, he just isn't, you know, the most reliable backup. And maybe it even gets to a point where people are clamoring to see Keith Kincaid instead, or maybe even one of the AHL goalies that the Rangers have. A couple of them look decent in this preseason that is just about to conclude here. But yeah, I mean, I think in a worst case scenario, you could see a situation where the Rangers begin to feel like they have better in-house options than Alex Georgiev. I think also in a worst case scenario, Georgiev really continues to struggle with breakaways. We saw that this past season. 
really before this past season, it really didn't stand out to me that much. But Alex Georgiev, it wasn't just that he would give up, you know, too many goals on breakaways. There were too many where it looked like he basically just had no chance to stop the guy. You know, he would kind of just fall forward and then the guy would go top shelf and beat him pretty easily. And I don't know, that's an area of Alex Georgiev's game that to me needs a lot of work. So hopefully he uh, he did just that this offseason. That, hopefully that's an area of his game where he got a lot of practice. I think also in a worst case scenario for Alex Georgiev is that he ends up being traded by the Rangers as part of the Jack Eichel trade that's been rumored for, I don't know, a year and a half now, however long it's been. Uh, no one wants to go to Buffalo right now, and don't just take my word for it. Uh, we did a crossover with Mr. Joe DiBiase of Lockdown Buffalo Sabres a while back, and he flat out admitted that it's the last place that players in the NHL want to go right now. I don't think Alex Georgiev would be any different, and if he ends up going to Buffalo and becomes their starting goalie, I mean, hey, on one hand, he's a starter, but on the other, he's not going to have a whole lot of help there, and he might suffer for it. But I think really in any trade that the Rangers make, whether it's for Eichel or anybody else, if there's some kind of a package deal— I don't think Alex Gurriev would want to be traded away from the Rangers. That's just my gut, but certainly he doesn't want to head to Buffalo as part of the Eichel deal. And and listen, there's going to be way more involved in that trade for Jack Eichel than Alex Gurriev. I'm not trying to say that it would be straight up because certainly the Sabres are going to want more than that and deserve more than that. But it's at least possible that Alex Gurriev could be part of a package that lands Eichel if this trade ever happens or if Jack Eichel ever ends up getting traded everywhere. Okay, best case scenario for Alex Gurriev. He exceeds expectations. He pushes Igor Shesterkin a little bit. Doesn't really let Igor get too comfortable as a starting goalie. Keeps him on his toes. And maybe Georgiev is closer to Igor Shesterkin than I'm giving him credit for. And if Georgie exceeds expectations, then maybe he can end up getting about 40% of the starts this season. I really can't see it be being an even timeshare. You know, I, I just don't see a 50-50 scenario assuming that Igor Shesterkin stays healthy. And if Igor gets injured, then I think Alex Georgiev in a best-case scenario becomes a very, very important part of this team and somebody that can at least keep the ship from sinking while Igor is on the shelf. Because we have seen Igor Shesterkin suffer some injuries, and if he gets hurt this season, the Rangers are probably going to give the keys to Alex Georgiev. I, I would imagine that would be the plan for this team. I, you know, you could make some argument for one of the AHL goalies. You could make some argument for Keith Kincaid. But I think overall, the Rangers would want to go with the guy that has more upside and the guy with the NHL experience. And you put all that together, that's Alex Georgiev. I think also in the best case for Georgie, he remains the unquestioned Islander killer. Uh, the Rangers have really struggled against the Islanders over the past few seasons. It's well-documented. It's something we've gone into in great detail on this podcast. But Georgiev seems to do pretty well in that matchup. So I say, if Georgie is still on this team, if he's going to be here, this is one of the things that he brings to the table. The Islanders, they've got their Ranger killer in Semyon Varlamov, but we've got our Islander killer in Georgie. And I know there could be some people out there who think that the Rangers should just go with their, their top goalie, which is Igor Shesterkin. They should go with him against their biggest rival. But I wouldn't really worry about that. I say go with someone who has a very, very strong track record against the Islanders. Use everyone you've got on your roster and put them in position to succeed. The Rangers play the Islanders six times this season. I'd say Georgie should get at least four of the starts. Igor's not going to play all 82 games. So sit him in situations where it makes the most sense for your team. And I think against the Islanders, it makes sense. Once again, just given Alex Georgiev's tremendous track record against that team. Uh, you know, I mentioned in a worst-case scenario for Georgiev himself, it would be that he's traded in a package for Eichel or somebody else around the league. But in a best-case scenario for the Rangers, and I alluded to this a couple minutes ago when we first kind of introduced Georgiev here, Georgiev is part of a trade package for either Eichel or a big-time player. Because by most accounts, there are a lot of teams around the NHL that like Alex Georgiev. Now, Georgiev, going into this season, is going to make 2.4 to $5 million. It's not a ton, but it does cut into your salary a little bit. 
And if the Rangers were to move Alex Georgiev, that does open up a little bit of possibilities, you know, when it comes to the Rangers re-signing some of their own guys, when it comes to making trades, when it comes to what they might want to do in free agency next season. And by comparison, Keith Kincaid will be making a salary of just $825,000 this season. Now, Kincaid himself is an unrestricted free agent at the end of this season. And maybe after that, you know, if, if Georgiev and Kincaid are both out of the picture at season's end, then maybe you can bring in... Uh, another veteran goalie, maybe you can go with one of your AHL guys as the backup to Igor Shesterkin. There's a lot of options, but I think in a best-case scenario, somebody overpays for Alex Georgiev because the Rangers, they tend not to spend a lot of money on their backup goalie, and I don't really see the need to have Alex Georgiev on this roster, and I'm not trying to be mean about this. I just don't see as much of a need for Alex Georgiev this year as I would have last year. Because last year, we didn't know for sure that Igor Shesterkin was going to be the franchise goalie. And I guess we still don't know 100% sure, but we're a little bit more certain about it than we were going into last season because Igor had a very nice season for himself, this season that just concluded a couple months back. So for that reason, I think Georgiev becomes somewhat expendable. And if somebody is willing to give you a big-time draft pick or you know, they want Alex Georgiev and one other player for one of their big-time players, then okay, I think you got to listen if you're the Rangers. But we'll see what happens. As it is right now, I do like Alex Georgiev going into the season as the backup goalie, but I think if you're the Rangers, you got to at least pick up the phone when somebody calls uh, about Georgie. So that's pretty much it. We've covered all the best and worst-case scenarios for the 20 guys that are going to be out there on opening night, barring injuries or any unforeseen surprising decisions. But I wanted to conclude today by talking about the Ranger roster situation. Of course, Zach Jones just yesterday was assigned to the AHL, which basically means that Nils Lundqvist is going to make this team. I mean, I guess technically it's not a slam dunk yet. The Rangers do still have eight defensemen on their roster, but I don't see Nils Lundqvist getting sent down or, or being a healthy scratch to make room for either Jared Tenorti or Libor Hayek. So I, I think Nils Lundqvist certainly is going to make this team. The writing's been on the wall for a while. I think the Rangers all along wanted Nils Lundqvist to claim this job. I do feel kind of bad for Zach Jones because I, he had a really nice training camp. He showed well for himself in the preseason games. Looked pretty good last year. I mean, I know it was a small sample size, just 10 games with the Rangers, but looked like he knew what he was, what he was doing and was not at all intimidated by playing in the NHL. But we'll keep an eye on Zach Jones as well. I think if anything happens, he'll probably be the first defenseman called up. And the Rangers, after all this happened, now have 25 players remaining on the NHL roster. They have to get it down to 23. And then when opening night rolls around, obviously 20 guys will be dressed and three will be healthy scratches. So, I mean, looking at this roster, I'm not going to read the whole thing, but there's 15 forwards, eight defensemen, and of course the two goalies that we just talked about. But I think Morgan Barron is all but guaranteed to be sent down to the AHL because I don't see him making this opening night roster. And the last thing I think you want to do with somebody that you're pretty high on is have them sit around in the press box forever and not play any hockey as a healthy scratch. That's not going to happen. So I think Morgan Barron all but guaranteed to be sent down to the AHL. And then you've got Dryden Hunt and Julian Gauthier. I think it's going to come down to one of those two as the 13th forward on this team. Gautier would have to clear waivers. I'm not sure about Dryden Hunt. I would have to look into that. So that's kind of a tricky situation for the Rangers because you place Gautier on waivers. It means somebody can basically just pick him up. So a trade could be coming. Uh, maybe the Rangers try to trade Gautier for a draft pick. The same can be said for Libor Hayek. Again, he seems to be the odd man out as far as the defensemen are concerned. But Hayek and Gautier both would have to clear waivers in order to be sent down to the AHL. So, yeah. I think for that reason, maybe maybe Leroy Hayek is a healthy scratch because they don't want to have to deal with uh, him having to clear waivers. And he's somebody that's at least, uh, you know, had some good results in the NHL. He's been a little bit up and down throughout his tenure, but somebody that they could keep around as a little bit of an insurance policy. And I also got to believe as far as how this roster is going to shake out, Jared Tenorti, 
to me, looks locked in to be a healthy scratch on most, most nights. I think if you're expecting trouble, then maybe you dress him on certain nights. But, yeah, I, I think he pretty much is in there. He really fits the bill as somebody that, that could be the seventh defenseman on this Ranger team, and I think that's probably what they end up doing. So uh, that's pretty much it as far as the roster is concerned. We'll keep an eye on that as well. And the one last thing I wanted to do here today was talk about the final New York Rangers selection in the 2021 NHL draft, and that was defenseman Hank Kempf. He went number 208 overall. He played for the Muskegon Lumberjacks of the USHL, 19 years old, six foot two, 190 pounds. He is a lefty shot, and there was a mock draft. Uh, again, it gets harder the further you go down these drafts boards and, you know, there's players that are uh, a little bit obscure. It becomes more difficult to find a ton of information on them, but I did see a mock draft on the hockeywriters.com that had Hank Kempf going number 166 overall, so if you look at it that way, the Rangers got him at 208. Maybe they got him a little bit later than they should have been able to, or maybe his stock dropped for one reason or another heading into the draft. Uh, difficult to say for sure, but by all accounts, Hank Kempf, very physical player. He had Four goals, six assists, and 27 penalty minutes in 26 games for the Lumberjacks in the 2020-2021 season. He also finished second among Lumberjacks defensemen in goals despite playing in half as many games as most of his teammates. And in his USHL career, Kempf has 28 points and 71 penalty minutes in 81 games. He was also an alternate captain at Muskegon. And he's committed to playing at Cornell University. And allow me to state the obvious here. We are not going to be seeing Hank Kempf on the Rangers this season. We got a ways to go before that's even close to being on the table, uh, as is the case for basically all late round draft picks when it comes to the NHL draft. But it is interesting to me. This doesn't have so much to do with Kempf as much as the Rangers philosophy. But it's interesting that Kempf is the only defenseman drafted by the Rangers in this year's draft. It sounds like a vote of tremendous confidence in the blue liners that the Rangers already have. So, yeah, I mean, the Rangers went in not thinking that they really need to take a ton of defensemen. The only one that they took, they waited until the 208th overall pick. So I think Ranger fans should definitely be feeling good about the defenseman that the team already has. And I'll leave you guys with a scouting report from Elite Prospects on Hank Kempf. He's physical and keeps a tight gap through multi-variable situations. In the defensive zone, he scans for threats and promptly eliminates them. He uses the middle lane when possible, looks for the cross-ice breakout option, deceives defenders in the neutral zone, and some rush activation. And that'll pretty much do it for today. The only other bit of news, once again, we've got our Locked On New York Rangers fantasy draft in just two days here, Sunday night at 8 o'clock Eastern time. And we also have the Rangers preseason finale tomorrow on Saturday against the New York Islanders in Bridgeport, Connecticut. I will be attending that game. If you're going to be there, uh, DM me at the Locked On Rangers handle on Twitter and come say hi and, you know, we'll hang out and have a good time and hopefully see the Rangers post a victory here against the Islanders. Uh, but that will do it for today, guys. Once again, if you'd like to get in touch with this podcast, please send an email to LockedOnNYRangers at gmail.com. Once again, that is LockedOnNYRangers at gmail.com. And definitely give us a follow on Twitter at LO underscore NY underscore Rangers. Once again, that is at LO underscore NY underscore Rangers. Thanks again, guys. I'll see you next time. Thanks for making Locked On New York Rangers your first listen every day. Now make your second listen, Locked On Fantasy Hockey. Host Scott Colon leans on his decades of fantasy hockey insight and experience every day to help you be the expert of your fantasy league. It's free and available on all platforms.